Welcome to the Playing the Game podcast with your hosts, Brock White and Cody Ransom. This podcast is the place for all things baseball, hunting, and entrepreneurship. These two guys have put in the work and have the stories and advice to back it up. Brock is a longtime business owner, and Cody played pro ball for over 18 years. Driven deep to left field. There it goes. See ya. A long home run for Cody Ransom. The one thing that brings these two guys together is hunting. Babe Ruth said it best. Never allow the fear of striking out to keep you from playing the game. This is the Playing the Game podcast, presented by Rolly White RV. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to Playing the Game podcast with your host, Brock White, my co-host. Cody Ransom, how's everybody doing? Yo, we're so glad to be back with you. We've got a really cool guest. No, we're not really. Yeah. Got his feet kicked up. This, yeah, might, dude, this might go really well. I like this. We're we we're like chilling. You can do that too. You, I feel like you have a everyone, double recliner. Everybody over here is really relaxed. You know, you get better podcasts when you're relaxed. You have a double recliner there. You can put Ooh, both of them up if you sweet. want. I like, guess I might fall asleep. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to the podcast. This is here, Brock. Thing goes for four hours, if, and we don't know why. If Clay <laughs> is listening, I might pull Clay and go asleep halfway through. <laughs> So if, you Clay, know it's it's Clayblade now. Clayblade, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, he knows who you're talking about. So, um, we're we have a special guest today. He is a special guest. He's my buddy. He's Cody's friend. Um, I've known him for how long now? A little over two years, I think. But it seems like we've been friends for yeah. like forever. Yeah, for sure. Um, we've our families. He's here right now yep. with his family. Yep. We're gonna go out to the sand dunes and which they're stoked about. Yeah, they weren't stoked so much about the four and a half hour flight, but they're really stoked about going to Sand Dunes. Yeah, they were a little on edge when I got you guys. Well, Mary Taft, my littlest one, she's never been on a plane, especially you know tied down to a seat for that long. Yeah, she's not feeling it, and we were within inches of being barred from ever flying again from Delta because of a Karen that's sitting behind us, <laughs> because uh, my kids wouldn't keep their masks on. Courtside Karen. Yeah, courtside Karen, and uh, so we got told by stewardesses three times to keep the kids' masks on. I'm like. Dude, they've never worn masks. These masks you gave us don't fit them. They're like, well, you should buy some that fit them. I'm like, no, I'm not making my kids wear masks off of this plane. Yeah. Like, only way reason I'm wearing them now is because you're telling me to make them wear them. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's been a great flight. So, the flight's boy, over. Flight's over. Well, that's part of, of the, that's gotta, part of the flight. Well, we got to fly back on Monday, so that's we'll true. see how that goes. That's Nicole's true. already talking about renting an RV and just driving back. <laughs> <laughs> so, that voice you've been hearing, his name's Caleb Copeland. Yep. Caleb Welcome to the show. Welcome. Glad to be here, man. Um, I'm, we're going to go down some rabbit holes Okay, today. let's do it. I'm good at I, that. <laughs> I can BS with the best of them. So we met on a Alberta hunt, mm-hmm. and it was the uh, best of times because everyone was just cracking well, their brains out. I was about to say the best of times and worst of times for others. <laughs> yeah. That was the infamous sick hunt. Yeah. Dude, oh. I'm telling you. Heard about that one never, I've never seen something like that in my life. <laughs> Caleb did get sick. Dude, I, I'm the only one that didn't get sick. I walked in on Andy Stump's room, lie you not, got up to go hunting and nobody's up. And I was like, what's happening? One of the guys finally gets up and he's like, everybody's sick and been thrown up. I'm like, what am I, you know, what's, it's still dark. So I'm like, hell, I'm going to go back to bed. So I go back to bed and get up at like lunchtime. Nobody's up. Like they're still in the bed. I walk by Andy Stump, freaking Navy SEAL for however long. He's curled up in the fetal position like a four-year-old. And he just goes, he goes, 
can you go to town and get me something to drink? <laughs> and I said, I said, yes. I was like, where's Dudley? He's like, I don't know. <laughs> I ended up going to town for 36 hours. I went to town twice and bought just Gatorade, just as much Gatorade as I could get. And they just pounded it. And it was, apparently it was the neurovirus is what we narrowed it, narrowed it down to. But they warned us when we got there. What did they did they tell you? Because they yeah. told us like, hey, you know, there's been some guys sick, but it's been a couple of days, and we sanitized the whole place, and we're like, oh yeah, it's no big deal. It was that guy from Tasmania that yeah. got sick? Yeah, yeah. And then, dude, it was like a friggin' plague just wiped that place out for yeah, 36 it was, hours. It was a ghost town. And I literally sat there on the couch and twiddled my thumbs for 36 hours because there was nothing. We which we went hunting that one time before you yeah. got sick. Yeah, and we didn't really hunt. We we drove around and talked for four yeah, hours. We just told stories. <laughs> yeah, but uh, it was a good time. Yeah, that was cool. Sounds like a great trip. Yeah, me. yeah, that was a that was a fun trip for sure. Yep. And then um, and then I saw you at the up north in Utah. And yeah. You're, you're filming Andy again. Yeah. And then that's when I asked you to start filming for us. And then yeah. It's been love ever since. <laughs> <laughs> The friend kind of loveless. We got to clarify these days. Well, you don't. <laughs> like in the past, you, you don't. Had to. It's okay now. Yeah, yeah. You just let people think what they want. You know. Yeah, I guess. I mean, today we live in a judge-free society. Oh. No one judges anymore. Mm. You're not allowed to. I don't know. I is think that right. Yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was about to say about the opposite of everything. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, Caleb is an interesting story because. He started, I think your career path is very interesting. And I also think what you've been able to do is pretty remarkable in the field you're in. Because mm. I feel like there's giants in that field and to carve out a um, a market, it's got to be, a, it's not easy. Um, I, Yeah, I don't think it's easy, but like I view it from the lens of I am literally, and I tell them this a hundred times, and for I guess for those of you that listen that don't know what I do, so I film and produce outdoor content. I own a, own a company called Copeland Creative, and we do films and television shows and commercials and content and photography and everything, and 95% of what we do is in the hunting and outdoor space. And uh, But I tell people, you know, we do classes and stuff. I do a podcast called Redneck Tech Podcast that we just talk about creating outdoor content, but I view it from the lens of I am literally a redneck from North Georgia that grew up playing baseball and hunting. It was the only two things I was ever any good at, and I wanted to figure out a way to make money doing one of those two things. And outside of that, there's absolutely zero special about me. And I view it as if I can do this job, anybody can do this job. No, it's not true because I tried and I'm not that good at it. <laughs> well, it, but like what you do, I couldn't do. You know, obviously it wasn't good enough to do what Cody did. So it was one of those things to where, like I wanted to make a career out of doing one of those two things and I learned early on the money was behind the camera and not in front of it. So let's go, let's go um, back to how you even started. Like, so you were playing college ball, mm-hmm. D1, D2 school. Uh, D2. D2 on a scholarship? Mm-hmm. Yes. And you were, what, what position you played? I was a pitcher, which I I was a played, I was a pitcher and a first baseman my whole career. I'm tall and left-handed. So I was kind of, those were pretty much going to be the two places that I needed to be, which is it, looking back on baseball, 
you know, because I, I don't get to talk about baseball very often. I loved my favorite part about the game was playing defensively at first base. That was my favorite part. Really? I, I like I enjoyed hitting and I enjoyed pitching, but if I had to choose, I wanted to play first base. I loved it. Absolutely loved playing first base. Um, and I, I was a really, really good defensive first baseman. I was an average to maybe slightly above average hitter. And I was a, I guess, above average pitcher, but I enjoyed playing first base the most. That's where and you I, and found I, the most enjoyment. Yes. And I really regret not when I got, when I got, you know, I got recruited as a first baseman pitcher, but very rarely anymore do you get to play both those things. It's you know, one or the other. Yes, yeah, one or the other. And so I got, did you choose or did the coaches choose for you? Well, the coaches chose, but I never really pushed back at all. Like, well, I'm like, well, you know, they know best. Okay. And I kind of really just gave up on first base altogether. Cody, what do you say about that? Mm. <laughs> well, like you got a guy that his passion is first base. He loves yeah, it. Yeah, but I never really voiced that, and I don't. I and I don't think I even understood it when I was doing it. Well, I was but looking, the same way. But looking I back, I like I would have rather played first base than pitch any well, day. Well, like I played catcher, but and I was like like a very average catcher yeah. that played behind Matt Pagnozzi. And but I loved playing the outfield. Mm-hmm. And my, my favorite is hitting. Love to play outfield, but there's always like a shortage of catchers. So oh yeah, I just always kind of got boxed into that. Yeah, and I just kind of well, did I would love to. Best I would love team. to hear your take on that though. Like it's not that I gave up on it, mm-hmm. but I never really like. You're a team player. You just well, did what you told. I don't me. even know if that's the. I think I was just dumb. I'm like, well, they say I'm a really good pitcher. I guess I should pitch. Yeah. You know that was kind I of. I just kind of did whatever the team needed, like whatever team called for. I'd always do it. Well, and and I guess another problem was I never. I was always a starter all through high school. I was yeah. always a starter, and then I got to freshman year of college, and they made me a closer. I hated closing. Really? Hated it. Why? I just I hated. I don't know. I just never liked it. It's a completely different mentality. But like yeah, if you're used to yeah. one thing, it's it's totally well, opposite. My whole th- and the one I hated the worst was being the left-handed special guy. Mm-hmm. Oh. Hated that more than anything. Come face this well, hitter, yeah. only this hitter. Yeah, or you know, even the relief guy, the long relief guy, because the long relief guy, you get to try and go and clean up somebody else's mess. Yeah, you know, I it's hated already that. a mess. Like I wanted to start because if I create a mess, like I want to like be able to try and work out of it myself. And if I can't do it, then bring somebody else to do it. Yeah, You know, and, and I guess that was, which I've talked to you about this, Cody, like my biggest regret in baseball, especially being a pitcher, was my biggest problem was between my ears. Like I was a mental head case, and I never had a coach to really work with me on the mental side of the game. Yeah, Physically, I was more than capable of doing anything I needed to. But like I was one of those guys that's one, of the, one day unstoppable, the next day it was a, it was a coin toss. Yeah. And it was nothing but in between my ears. It had nothing to do with my ability. I was, was just a freaking mental head case. You say mental head case, like I would just think about things and try and throw darts instead of pitching and trusting myself. And, so you uh, overthought. Oh yeah, I would overthink, and then a lot of times I wouldn't think at all because I was tried too I hard was, almost. Right, I was an eighteen to twenty-one year old kid that just threw the crap out of the baseball and didn't never had somebody say, "Hey, let's walk through this at bat. Let's walk through this. Let's do this. Let's do this. It's just like, here, 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 throw a fastball. Here, throw a curveball. Change up outside. You know, what, that, you know, I kind of dumped it down to that, and I would think about, well, I don't want to throw that pitch. Well, this guy, you know, he hit a double last time. or you know, And I would start going over and over and over to where then I just had no control. I'd just overthrow. I'd just, you name it, and I did it. Yeah. 
What do you think about that, Cody? Yeah, going back to the the first part about like um Positions. positioning, you know, like it so we have kids all the time like coming up, right? From mm-hmm. from let's start with the younger kids. We teach them to try and play everywhere and find what their passion is. Mm-hmm. And the game is gonna kinda dictate you said you're left handed, obviously big yeah. first base pitcher. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much where you're going to play. So yeah. you have to find kind of what you're good at and and pursue that. And the, the thing that I kind of experienced, and, I, and we tell our kids that all the time, like the game's going to pigeonhole you into, the, into a position and yeah. on its own. Don't do it yourself. You do whatever you can do and do it as well as you can because the more things you can showcase, the better. Yeah, oh, for um, sure. Because like going to college, you'll never know. I can't tell you. I mean, we, we kind of can based on – I can tell you which kids can play shortstop and which can play center field and yeah. which can't. Like yeah, obviously oh, for that's sure. pretty easy, right? I was the guy that can't. Well, I couldn't play center field. I was too slow. There's a whole bunch of guys that can't. Yeah, for sure. But there's a whole bunch of those guys that can do stuff that those other guys can't. For you sure. Know? So, um, you know, now what we what we try and tell the kids and the parents is is don't pigeonhole yourself at, at this age. And then getting to college, you know, it's um, you have to know yourself and know what you're best at and how. I guess for your future, what you want to do, and for I guess the best betterment see, of the team. You well, know see, I, mean? I don't think I ever thought that far ahead. Right. I, d- I never thought somebody sat me down and is like, "Hey, what do you want to do? Mm-hmm. You know, what do you feel like you're best at?" Because if you would have asked me, "What are you the best at?" I would have told you I'm a very good defensive first baseman. Mm-hmm. I'm an okay hitter, but I can work on that. I'm a I'm a good pitcher, but I have natural ability with very little coaching. Mm-hmm but I'm a great defensive first baseman. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you would ask me that, that's exactly what I told you. Yeah. Um, and and but kind of like what I said earlier, I never really thought that far ahead. I was just playing baseball, man. Mm-hmm. And I know, and, and, and looking back, I had some, you know, pretty good coaches, but like my coach in college, like God love him. Like to me, he was much more of a manager than he was a coach. Mm-hmm. Like He was really good at moving puzzle pieces around and strat, you know, being a strategic, you know, manager. But in terms of like, one-on-one working with somebody right. and the, that personal side of coaching that I enjoy so much when I did it, mm-hmm. I didn't really get that. From, I don't really feel like very many of my coaches at all. Yeah. And uh, that's something that, you know, hindsight being twenty twenty, I think that would have helped me a lot. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I Co- can't complain. I'm pretty happy where I'm at. Yeah, right. Coaching's hard. Oh, gosh, like coaching yeah. Coaching people is hard, right? Yeah, you, well, people, you, just people right. in general are hard. Take coaching out of it. Yeah. Just just working with people, especially nowadays, with all the other bull crap we have to deal with. Right. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. You don't just coach the game. No, 100%. You know what I mean? You have to coach each individual. And if you take a team of, of 25 to 30 guys, depending on the team, yeah. you know, at the college or higher level, like you're not coaching just the game. You have to coach each individual a certain way. And yeah. some guys react to, you know, jumping on them, and some guys fold when that happens. 100%. You have to know – you know, personalities and you have to know what you're dealing with. And it like, those are the successful coaches and those no are doubt. the guys that are, are, um, you know, around the game forever. And that, that you talk about. And I think we did an earlier podcast and somebody asked me about a manager, uh, who had the most influence. I think we talked about it. Yeah. I think that was on ours. Um, and I said there were, there were two guys basically over, you know, 25 years of me playing that I feel like had an impact on my career. Like, more than the others, like substantially more than the others. And George Lopez, my college coach, and Jackie Moore was my, my manager in uh, with the Astros in AAA. 
both of those guys, I walked on to South Mountain. He gave me an opportunity, and I got drafted the same year. Ended up playing four years of college. Jackie Moore, I was probably almost out of the game in 2006. Um, totally changed it. I played for another 10 seasons after that. So, like, those are people that actually coached people. Well, they right? coached you, too. You know, Me, me yeah. and everybody yeah, else. Yeah, for sure. Um, but they didn't just coach baseball. They yeah. didn't just say, this, this is what your swing's doing. This mm-hmm. is what they helped me be better at being me, yeah. I guess, but being, you know, a more productive player, yeah. a better person, all that stuff. Yeah, so. I mean, and I even look back at when I was in college, I never, even when I was a pitcher only, which was all four years, I never had a dedicated pitching coach. It was always like, hey, we've got this new coach, and he's from so-and-so, and he's going to be the pitching coach. He's not a pitching coach, but that's what he's going to do this gonna year. He's going to be the pitching coach. So it was one of those things is like, hey, have you thrown your bullpen this week? No, we'll go through your bullpen. That's about as much pitching coaching as you got. Go mm-hmm. throw your You're your own coach. You know, and it's like, you know, you're not throwing good one day. Why aren't you throwing good this day? Well, it's up to me to figure out because nobody was watching me. Yeah. You know, no, you know, or, you know, was it in my head? Was it? Well, know, that's who, the different mechanics. The yeah, was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah whatever. Yeah. Today, nowadays, like, you got so much. I oh, think that's dude. what the parents are with the club teams, right? They're just almost that's what, that's what they're looking. That's what they're looking for, but yeah. I, don't, I don't think they know what they actually are want. Like, it, there's a difference between a club team and club team with the actual coaches, right? Well, it's just like, but you, you, you tie that back into business. Like, we, even with me, with most, you know, some of my clients or most of my clients, and they call and they want something, just kind of like a, a parent wanting a team. They don't really know what they want. You almost have to tell them what they want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They know they want something good. They want something cool in terms of clients. Like, I want a cool video. Okay, well, what does that mean? What do you want? Do you want this? Do you want that? And they're like, well, we really don't know. I remember. You, heard, you have to tell them yeah. what they want yeah. because they don't know. I remember when, and this is a good life lesson right here, is as when I was building my house, I got quotes from all these companies for cabinets. Mm-hmm. And I wanted, like, world-class cabinets. And I got all these bids, and I told them exactly what I wanted. And there was one guy that told me what I wanted to hear, and everyone else was telling me, hey, it's going to cost, you know, they're significantly more. And this one guy said, you know, everything, and plus it was cheaper. And and I was like, man, this guy could do everything. Mm -hmm. Well, he didn't do everything. He took my money and walked out. And you kind of get what you pay for, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, and um, that's just a life lesson. Sometimes we got to be careful with people telling us what we want to hear. Oh, yeah. Like you said, you got to tell people what they need. Yeah. Not what they want to well, hear. Well, in my limited coaching experience, which is I coached a couple, like, travel teams and stuff like that, and, you know, when you're dealing with, which Cody knows this, when you're dealing, you're dealing with parents. You know, a lot of times, and that's that's the hardest part. It's not coaching the kids; it's dealing <laughs> with the parents. <laughs> we talk about that all the time. Yeah, but like I had uh, the first time I got asked to coach this travel team. It's like a twelve and under travel team for the Gainesville Braves. It's kind of like a they have their their program set up pretty well to where they kind of start doing these, you know, travel teams and these like nicer leagues to kind of feed into what program they're running at the high school, which is like a state championship high school baseball team. And I think Gainesville's five A. So I mean, it's a big baseball school yeah so i got asked by their high school baseball coach which is right after i graduated to coach one of the 12 year old teams so i was like okay you know i'll coach it and i really enjoyed it but that was the first thing we did was sit down with the parents and be like look here's the travel team you kids were you know recruited to play on this team or whatever 
we're here to win, correct? And the parents are like, okay, yes, we're here to win. Are we here to are we here to win or are we here to see little Johnny play every game? It's like, no, we won't win. I was like, okay, well, then you have to let me coach, you know, and, and we'll win. But it's one of those things to where that's that's really easy to hear and to say as a parent, yeah, we want to win, and then Johnny's sitting on the bench for three games in a row. That's that's another thing, you know. So it, it kind of you know kind of parallels what you're talking about with you know hearing what you want to hear, but then getting what you pay for at the same time. Yeah, you know, we went through that literally this morning oh, and been. last night. There were uh, two. So we have we have one team that's been with us for about a year and a half, and talking with the coaches like we wanted there. There were some kids on that team that are clearly. I don't mean this to be rude, but just better. Like they needed to be on a higher level team, and yeah. then a group of them that needed to be where they were at. They were getting pushed, and they were developing, and they were all clearly getting better. Um, so our program really preaches like, I will never try to lose a game. I hate losing more than anybody you'll ever talk What's to in your life. What's the point of playing if you're going to try and not try and win? Exactly. But I'm also not going to win at the detriment of development. Yeah. If that makes sense. I'm not going to throw a pitcher out there and risk getting him hurt or, or whatever. Like, we're going to play the game the right way, and we're going to try and win. We're also going to put you at a level that we feel is challenging to you, right? Not mm-hmm. not where you want to be and not what mom and dad want to post on Facebook and not what yeah. they want to tell their buddies. and And we were 100% honest with these people, and they said they agreed until it happened, and they left. Yeah, like they called this morning and said, "Yeah, it's just not going to work." The whole team. Mean, no, just two the two kids. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, at this last weekend's tournament, one of the kids' parents were in the stands the whole time. After I told them exactly where he would hit in the lineup, exactly what was going to go on as far as playing time, exactly what to expect, exactly what happened, and other parents told me exactly what they were saying. Mm-hmm. How is he going to do this? How is he going to do that? Why can't he do? It? Yeah. Well. Because it's not the team he belongs on. Yeah. I brought him out to, honestly, to prove a point. Mm-hmm. Point was proven because they proved me 100% right. Yeah. Not that I needed to be because I knew what was going to happen, but this was more to prove the parents Yeah. for me. Apparently, they disagreed. <laughs> so, like, that, but that's, you're right. It's I mean, it's, so what do you do? You leave and you go to another place and say, yeah. well, I'm going to go play on that team. Yeah. Well, Let's start then, the process all over again. Uh, no, but, so what are you, you going to do in high school? Yeah. Like, what are you going to do in life? Are you just going to, oh, I'm, I'm not happy with that decision. I'm just going to quit. But see, it's, it's kind of so like. Now, we're, now we have a whole, bu- a whole generation of people yeah. that are really soft. Yeah. Yes. And they can't deal with adversity. And they quit. Yeah. And they quit. That's the biggest thing is they quit. Yeah. So I had the same similar, same similar thing on that 12-year-old team. I had this kid who was actually playing shortstop. Head and shoulders, the best athlete on the field. Horrible attitude. Horrible attitude. He knew he was good. He was arrogant. He didn't hustle. He didn't do all the the, the little things right. And he just got to where he was. He wasn't playing to his potential. And it was like, I don't know, 10 games into like a 17-game season or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, I sat him down. Like literally pulled him and sat him on the bench. And his dad was my best good friend until that day. <laughs> he sat down. I sat in that game. I sat in the next game, and he had a, he watched the kid that's been wanting his position play his position. And his dad followed me after the third day, third game, sitting and followed me into the parking lot. I was like, "Why the H E double L blah 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 beep and beep and beep?" My kid said, "I'm like, look, you agreed to this at the beginning of the season. It's like you told me to coach." He's like, "Well, he hasn't played in three games." I'm like, "Well, he needs an attitude adjustment." Well, you know, we well, you know, you know, well, 
Well, after three games, I put that kid back in the shortstop. Different kid. Mm-hmm. He saw somebody else sitting in his position. And he saw how easily he could lose it. Yeah. Different kid for the last five games. And his dad thanked me at the end of the season. Look, dude, I, it's kind of like, like you said, play, you know, coaching, well, coaching to the kid. Like yeah. I knew that kid is so arrogant and he's, his attitude stinks so bad. He sits on the bench and watches somebody take field his balls at shortstop. Yeah. He's going to eat him alive. Right. And he'll never make that mistake again. What if that kid does pretty good too? Yeah, and that too. He's like, and they're yeah. winning. Now he sees his slipping, his grass slipping. Yeah, like, Wally yeah. Pip. Yeah, yeah. You know, Wally Pip. Mm-mm. No, is that like a story of sorts? You know, who has the longest uh, consecutive games played? Isn't it before Cal Ripken? Yeah, uh, Wally Pip. No, Lou Gehrig. Lou Gehrig. Yeah, Wally Gehrig. Pip was sick the day Lou Gehrig started his streak. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know that story. <laughs> he couldn't play that day. Greg played. Maybe he should have played. Career was over. Dang. Career definitely was over. <laughs> you want to talk about? Yeah. You want to talk about really getting beating somebody for not wearing their mask that day? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? That story you just told. Like I, I have to give. Uh, even though the dad did that to you, yeah. I have to give them credit for staying. Yeah. Yeah. Because now 100%. all they do is go find another team. Yeah. And the other team's gonna tell them. Like you said, what they want to get them in the door because they see dollar signs. Well, yeah. uh, well, my thing too. Yeah, I was about to say the exact same thing. The dollar thing. Yeah. Playing on a travel team, it's expensive and it costs money, and you're yeah, paying for your a, kid to be there. Now it's a and, then, and now the parent they've maybe agreed to winning, you know, playing to win, but that's the first thing they're gonna do. Well, we're we're paying X amount of dollars to be on this baseball yeah, team. Right. Oh man, that's the worst. Man. That and then and it then is. as a coach is like, yeah, you know, th- then. It, that's a really tough call because it's like, okay, you you told me that you were in it to win it. Johnny's not playing, but Johnny paid to be here. Okay, which one is it? Which you know, and you that that's that's the the toss up. And he never threw that in my face. He never right. told me I paid you know x amount of dollars mm-hmm. for kid to play on this team. But he was upset that this kid wasn't playing. But, but luckily, like you said, right. he stuck it out. He knew as well as you did that his kid was arrogant. I think deep down he probably knew. I don't knew know it. if he. I don't. I well, bet he deep down have. he probably knew he needed. He probably knew he was one of the best kids on the team, yeah. but that's probably why he asked. Yeah. But he also probably deep down knew that you're right. Like well, in the long run, his attitude well, needed but, to change. But I mean, and 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 you watch you watch a baseball game. Generally, your best athlete is your shortstop. Ninety nine percent of the time, it's your <laughs> shortstop or your third baseman, or maybe your center fielder. Yeah, that's going to be your best athlete on the field. Yeah. Because you know where do you know eighty percent of shortstops that get go to the bigs go somewhere other than shortstop. Yeah. They, you know they are made into outfielders, second baseman, third baseman, catchers. You know they're you can make them into anything because they're yeah. incredible athletes. Well, you know that kid and, and he was head and shoulders better, but I don't. I mean I don't care how good you are if your attitude sucks. Yeah. Everything. I mean everything sucks. Everything is built off of your attitude. I try and tell my kids that you know when they get pissy about something I'm like look. The only person that can fix this is you. Yeah. Your attitude. I can't fix it. If I could fix it, I would. But your attitude sucks. The only person that can fix it is you. You know? But uh, I don't know. I, I miss I miss that so much. I miss the game of baseball, period. Like, I don't – like, I'm so far removed now. Like, I don't even get to watch games anymore. I don't go to games anymore. Uh, like, in my, my little boy, he's turned five in May. It'll be his first T-ball season this year. Yeah. And, oh, my God. And this is – You'll love this. 
I never imagined. So growing up playing baseball, played since I was four to whenever I graduated college. The hardest thing so far has been showing him because I'm left-handed, figuring out how to show him how to get his hand in his glove correctly because he's right-handed, uh-huh. <laughs> and like he won't hold his glove right. He's not strong enough to like squeeze it, squeeze it yet, mm-hmm. but it's one of those really soft gloves already, and like. And I'm so frustrated trying to get him like hold your glove, like don't know, like turn your glove over, and he's just, he's like and he's like it's too hard, and he just gets mad yeah. and quits, and I'm like and, and I just want to go inside and beat the wall, but it's like okay he's four, really calm is. down, <laughs> but like I want him to want to do it, I know, and he wants to do yeah. it for about five minutes until he gets frustrated, then he's over it, and I just and then it just makes me mad. Oh, dude! Like Taryn does not giving the kids a choice if they get to play baseball or not. It's um, you can play baseball in other sports you want, but baseball. Oh is man! Well, dude, guaranteed. baseball teaches you so much about life. Yeah, patience. It well, patience, but failure, failure. 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 Yeah, you gotta look what fail seven out of ten times, and you're still technically successful. You're, you know, it's like really successful. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it's it's. And it's such a beautiful game. Oh, my gosh. There's a lot. Of, there's so many cool things about, like, you know, the infields, right? Yeah. Well, it's taking a round ball, taking a round bat, hitting a round ball square. <laughs> That's one of my favorite things about baseball. Yeah. We got about three hours worth of practice starting in a little while if you want to go check it out. God, We're dude. in the facility tonight. It's going to be insane. God, I love the game, man. I just I miss it so much. I, I didn't grad- know you missed it that much. Oh, my God, I miss it so much. I could talk. Dude, I don't want to talk about hunting at all. I could talk about baseball <laughs> forever because I haven't got to talk about it because I don't, like, nobody around me talks about it anymore. Nobody, I mean, well, Clay played, but, you know, it's Clay Blade. Oh, so. let's talk about how Clay's career ended. Oh, I, I don't <laughs> know the whole story, but, dude, Cody will love that. Because he was. I don't know any of it. Well, he so, said he had a scholarship, right? I, I assume. So, he played D3, I think it's D3 at LaGrange. He's. Oh, okay. And he ended his career, he was an outfielder, running after a foul ball, steel cleats on those plastic sprinkler heads, mm. hit it, <laughs> and broke, like, multiple bones, like, <laughs> effed him up completely. Why is this so funny to you? Ended this his is career. Like career-ending career injury. Jeez. If you know like, Clay, I don't, dude, I don't know Clay. Folded so. him up like a lawn chair in the outfield <laughs> going after a foul ball. So oh, the only thing that would be funnier than that is probably what I saw. I'll never forget it as long as I live. Anthony Fauci throwing a Well, that's pretty bad. So we, I'll never forget this as long as I live. I was playing for the Pendleton Braves in 18, my 18 and under travel ball. So it was Terry Pendleton's travel team out of Hardball Warehouse in, where was that at? Whatever exit that is in, you know, Metro Atlanta. Anyway, we were playing at the University of South Carolina's baseball field. And no, no, we weren't. We were at the Chattanooga Lookouts minor league field in Chattanooga. And this was a, I can't remember what tournament it was, Southeast something. And there was, I don't remember how many teams. Anyway, we'd already played a game that morning and we were sitting in the stands watching a game and we had a doubleheader later that day. And dude, it starts freaking raining, like raining hard. So this is before anybody had turf fields. It was like, you know, the dirt infield and grass, you know, grass infield, dirt actually infield. So we all get out on the field to start rolling the tarp out. 
So, dude, both teams are out there rolling the tarp, and it is coming a freaking frog choker, man. Hold on, so, frog choker. Yeah, Did you hear that? dude, it is raining. Hold on, freaking. It yeah. was raining. Frog choker. So we start. And I, I just to like this is going to be a career-ending story. So no, this isn't a career-ending story. It's just a really funny story, and okay. and Cody will know where I'm going. So we start rolling this thing out, and it's on the third baseline, and there's like. I don't know, two like two starting lineups worth of guys rolling this tarp out. And if you don't know how big a freaking infield tarp is, they're enormous. Yeah. yeah. And they're really heavy. And like once you start getting them going, they, like they go good. Yeah. So we, you know, we start rolling out from the third baseline and we get about to the shortstop because they'll roll all the way past second base because they're they feel, you know, once you roll them out, they're up cover the whole infield. So we get, you know, we get some momentum going right about shortstop. And dude, it's raining so hard, like we're slipping and everything. Well, there's this little redheaded kid. Uh-oh. Like three people down from me. So we're rolling. We get going real good. And like we're almost in a full sprint rolling this thing out because you don't want to stop the momentum. This little redheaded kid's hands slip on the thing, goes over the tarp, and we roll the tarp over this kid. It's just bump, bump. <laughs> and, and we just keep rolling. We just all stop and stand there. And there's just a little bump under the middle of the tarp right there at shortstop. He's not freaking out. And we're just standing there like, what do we do? Because you know how big those tarps yeah, are? And he's is. in the dead center of that tarp. He's got to crawl out. He does. So dude crawls out. We thought he was dead because he does not move <laughs> for a good five seconds after he goes under this tarp. Yeah. And we're standing there like, like we, we just, we just killed this kid. little redheaded kid, dude. <laughs> he crawls out underneath shortstop. Of course, you guys didn't help him. No, and he is like red from red, red mud, head to toe. Oh, and man. he's like drunk as a monkey because he's like, like no he oxygen. No oxygen. Got ran over by a thousand pound tarp. <laughs> and dude, he gets out, and we just all lose it. Like completely laughing our butts off. I'll never forget that moment. That seeing that quit. kid's face. He quit that day. No, never forget seeing that kid's face when he came out from under that tarp. I'm just really impressed he made it out from under there. Dude, yeah, I don't know just, how he did. Like that's well, if we'd have been deal. really mean, we'd have just stood in a circle around them and never been able to get out. But we did poke a that. hole in it with a straw. But we'll dude, let you out soon. Dude, when it stops I'll raining, never dude. forget that as long as oh my god, it was hilarious. See, not everybody knows about the tarps. That's like no man, JUCO baseball or D two or D three baseball. Dude, we get called in. I guess the pros, like the bigs, you no, they they got crews for that. Rolls it out. Low level, like in low level minor leagues, we uh, we helped roll the tarps out. Like if the field was about to get it, the grounds crew. Yep. Because in the minor leagues, they don't have enough grounds crew to, you know, they get six guys out there trying to yank it out. Well, that or you know, some of the really nice places they've got the. The little like cable hooks on both ends, and they can drive it out with this Ooh, little thing. Little tractor, but yeah. most everybody's got to get the whole team to get it rolling. Yeah. But uh, like when we were in college, my college had one. Then we have a turf field now, so they don't have to. Of course, as soon as I leave, they get turf. But anyway, <laughs> um, we used to get calls at like two o'clock in well, the morning. They do squeegee it off with turf. Uh, or well, they just no. So in? this is uh, no. It's kind of like a drain system underneath. Uh. But we used to get calls at like midnight, two o'clock in the morning. Go roll it out. The whole team would show up to roll the tarp out because it was going to rain. We couldn't have a rain out the next day. Yeah, <sighs> dude, those were the most miserable calls because everybody is so mad and tired. Yep. And then you put out all the bricks to keep from blowing off, and then you got to get there early to get all the water off. Dude, it sucks so bad. I hated that freaking tarp. No, yeah, here in Arizona, 
We never experienced that a lot. <laughs> Not a ton. No. Dude, no, it rained all the time. It hardly, rained all the time at our hardly field. Hardly ever. All the time. Rain out. Dude, we had pumps. We had to bring pumps out and pump all the water off at the end, like right behind home plate. Like we'd yeah. push it all right there to the, the, the mat behind the, you know, the backstop behind home plate, and, and we, we would pump it with these huge pumps like out on the concrete through the net. Oh, dude, it's miserable. You know Gosh, who would probably be it. a really good pitcher? Who? Dudley. Dudley? Think? Yeah. Well. He's yeah. tall, got a long arm. Yeah, he probably would have been. He was quarterback like, or something, right? He was quarterback. He was a quarterback, yeah. So he probably knew, he probably had precision. Eh, maybe, maybe. I mean, maybe not. Which, which was it? Mahomes and somebody else were pitchers. Brady, Mahomes. Yeah. Those Brady was Tom Brady was. Yeah, I knew Mahomes was. Murray I, was shortstop, right? There was one or outfield. It, who? Murray, Kyler Murray. He's an outfielder. Yeah, but just, just another in college. A, yeah. Just yeah, athletes, man. Which yeah. I've always said, and I'm sure Cody will agree Dude. with me. You can take a, you can take a baseball player, and he will be. He will compete passable. at every other sport. He will, he's passable. He's passable at every, about every other sport. For the most part, you can take yeah. a baseball player, and for some reason, I'm not bagging on other athletes, but if you watch a lot I of am. these athletes. I, I am. I but, can. Um, like, if you watch a lot of the other athletes either try to swing a golf club or throw a baseball. Have like seen Charles Barkley swing? Yeah. I have. So it's bad. Yeah. But some of them are awesome at it. But, if you, I mean, look at, like, basketball players trying to throw out a first pitch. Mm-hmm. It's like one of the ugliest things you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> but a lot of baseball players can go shoot some hoops. Yeah. Why do you think? Because you know, I played, I played baseball, football, mm-hmm. basketball, and you know, high school, I was people out groovy, so I had it in that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, what do you think that is? I, like, I don't know. I I've thought about it for a long time. Yeah. Uh, about why? And I, I, know I, why. I don't. I think it's a coordination thing. Because superior hand. athletes. Well, you probably. <laughs> You probably started. Baseball players seem like they've been well, playing you, since they're young. You know right? what I always tell people? For the most part, I'm like, yeah. I just when people talk about you know baseball's this, baseball's that. You know, I like I'm a football guy, I'm a basketball guy. I was like, yeah, baseball's a smart person sport anyway. It's not for you. <laughs> you know what? It is a mental sport. So I wonder. Oh, 100 percent. It's, it's boring sport. for a lot of people too. Like yeah. it's if you're a basketball or football guy, like yeah, baseball can get boring if you're that type. You know what I'm saying? Like if yeah. you're if you're just trying to sit and watch it. If you actually are playing the game and you're in every pitch, oh, yeah. you know, there's not really a lot of time to slow down. But it, it, from the outside looking in, it looks really slow. Well, well like, if you're playing through every pitch and you're, you know, yeah. If you're the game like ahead. an outfield, like you know, the prep for each throw of the pitch, right? You mm-hmm. got to prep yourself for each throw in every position too, right? Every mm-hmm. position you have to be ready, but you might never get a ball hit to you. you might, yeah, right. Mentally, it's it's definitely if you at the end of a game, if you played it the right way, you're kind of mentally mm-hmm. like tired. Yeah. Especially, I mean, think about like you get runner on base and you have to say, okay, if this ball's hit down the left field line, I'm a shortstop, uh, runner on first base, right? Ball's hit down the line, the guy cuts it off, I'm cut off man at third. If it gets to the fence, I'm still over on the line, and you know, yeah. cut yeah. off the home left center gap. I've got to lead the cutoff. You know, if, if we're going in the gap, we're going to cut to home. Right center is the same thing. Either I'm trailing yeah. or I'm out in front. Like just about everybody's got every a job. Every single play, yeah. And somebody's backing the other person up, yeah. and then and as a shortstop, I want to know where everybody else is at because if they're in the wrong spot, I need to make sure they're there. Yeah, yeah. And the, and the right. Catcher. So like you have to know how the whole yeah the whole door swings open, swings closed on cutoff and relays. You know what I mean? The whole field swings over, and and uh, so it's. I mean, there's a lot to it, man. It's, oh, yeah. it's, it's I think that's learn, my favorite part of the game. 
Yeah. It's that right there. It's like walking through each like scenario. Yeah. You know, there's so many different scenarios, right? Like yes. two outs and, you know, what do you do here? Mm-hmm. You got oh, this guy yeah. on third, whatever. Yeah, the gamesmanship part of it I, yeah. I, I enjoy. But, Which, I mean, like the defense, if the, I, I'll still take ground balls today. Like, I loved it. I I did it growing so, up, and, I like, I did it all the time. Hitting was my least favorite part of playing. Really? That's, I'm told I, I was a shortstop, yeah, so, like, yeah. I, I mean. Hitting was my favorite. So. I'm not saying I didn't enjoy it, but, yeah. like, for me, like, I'll, I will Shortstop's today like, go take ground balls. Yeah. So, I wish I had a dollar. If I had a dollar for every fungo I hit our shortstop <laughs> when I was in college, I would be a millionaire. So. My shortstop in college, sophomore through senior year, his name's Anders Oster. He's German. He was an adopted guy from Germany. I've always told people, like this is how I describe Anders to people. If somebody were to come to me one day and say, Caleb, you have the power to pick one human to clone for a master race of humans, who would you pick? And it would be Anders Oster. <laughs> and the reason is, Anders Oster is the greatest to, and, and that I've ever played with and, and I guess probably ever seen quickest, smoothest hands I've ever seen at shortstop. He was a below average hitter. If he was a half as good a hitter as he was a, a defensive shortstop, he'd still be playing. Mm-hmm. But there's nobody, and he's a lot like him, he's just like you. He would stand there and let you absolutely rape fungos at him all day. It was his favorite thing in the world. And he, our coach would ma- literally make him leave the field. Like, Anders, you have to go home. Like, he just absolutely adored it. And not only that, I, the only time I ever seen Anders without a smile on his face is if in the rare chance he would make an error, he would physically be punching himself in the face in the dugout. <laughs> like, might. physically <laughs> punching himself in the face. That's like, not going to work not out. Just, not just this, like, like he needs some way coaching. Oh, dude. He needs some coaching. But the thing with Anders is he's now a doctor. Oh, he's a doctor. He has a dual major in, I think it was chemistry and chemistry and some other science. Like, he's a friggin' genius. He would, like, if you called him, like, he would come do your homework for you and and, and enjoy it. So, you hit him <laughs> fungos, he did your homework. Yeah. Oh, cool. 100%. That was it. That was a good And deal. he was a complete freak <laughs> of nature. Complete freak. That's cool. Yeah. Like, one of my favorite humans ever. What kind of doctor is he? I don't know what kind of doctor he is. He's still in his residency. He went into the Air Force because he wanted to be an astronaut. Mm. And he had to do some flights when he was in the Air Force that potentially could kill, like, civilians, and he just didn't sit well with him. So he was he just got out of the Air Force. He honorably discharged and then went and got his doctorate. Hey, so. you're going to do this flight. You might have to kill. This uh, he said, well, it was one of those flights. It was like, hey, we don't think there's civilians there, but there's a possibility. Like he just, bombs yeah, he was one of those guys that just like, he's like, this is what it takes to be an astronaut. So this is what I'm going to do. But then it's like, he just couldn't I'm take out. it. Yeah. That's the story I heard anyway. But yeah. Anders is just a, just like, you know, pure source, pure yeah. shortstop. Like guy was put on this earth <laughs> to play that position. Yeah. It's and, definitely a mentality thing. And yeah. It's uh, like, I had people 10 years into my career, like, what position? I was, like, shortstop. And they're like, you mean you'll play wherever the coach puts you? I'm like, no, I'm a shortstop. Yeah. I might play somewhere else. But you're yeah. shortstop. But I'm a shortstop. Yeah. You're I, I mean, the cage, is, the cage is right here behind. Like, I've got a machine set up so you can with an auto feeder that will throw 250 ground balls until I have to refill it. Yeah. And I put that up, 
in 2013 and it's still ready to go. Yeah, it's still <laughs> like ready it's, to go. It is. Like, I haven't, literally haven't moved it. Um, I can sit there and just take. That's awesome. Like, I'll actually do it still in the morning sometimes if I, I'll go out and take them and, like, you know, like, medita- cool. meditation. How hard is yeah. it for a shortstop to go to third? Like, what? You played third, right? I play. I ended up playing everywhere, yeah. Um, it's just di- third base was different for, for me because uh, you watch different things. Like, I, I uh, from shortstop, you see everything in front of you as yeah. far as the pitch and timing and all that stuff. And from third base, I was trying to catch that same thing, and I would be late to the hitter with mm-hmm. my eyes, if that makes sense. So from shortstop, I can watch the pitcher throw and see the hitter at the same time, right? Yeah. So I can see the zone. From third base, I couldn't really do that. So I was wa- I would try and watch the ball in when I first got over there. And so my reaction to the swing was late. Yeah. So I had to change that part. Um, the hops are different because you're not – it's it's shortstop's kind of in, out, left, right. And third base is more just kind of left, right I with, would f- with reactions. I was about right? to say – I would a drop f- step or a – I always feel like third base is a much more reactionary position yeah. than shortstop. Substantially more. Shortstop would be more of a – I guess a, a word, a, more of a, a finesse and, you know, skill level position, whereas third base is a, like, super quick reaction time mm-hmm. type thing. Yeah, positioning is really big at third base for me because, like, you're either in or back, so mm-hmm. you don't want those in-between hops, and you have to work on one step, really, your drop step or your first step in because by that time most of the balls are are on you. Yeah. Uh, with yeah. shortstop, you have a, a time to move around. Yeah. Second base was actually more difficult for me to learn because my back was to everything. Oh, yeah. Uh, everything was backwards. So I always turned the double play facing the runner. Mm-hmm. Um, everything yeah. all played out in front of me. Uh, I saw the runner running down the line, all that. From second base, everything was hidden. Like, I didn't know where the runner was. I didn't know where the guy was more at of a runner. trust thing, yeah. And it was uh, – so that was a lot more difficult for me to learn the, the pivot and everything because I didn't learn that until – Well, if you had to pick – If you couldn't play shortstop, if you had to play second or third, which one would you rather play? Now? Yeah, like um, hindsight, yeah. If you had to pick, if you couldn't play short and you could pick second or third, well, which one would it be? I enjoyed second more. Really? I played more third, yeah. but I enjoyed second more. Yeah. Yeah. Why do you th- Why do you say that? Um, just I feel like you're in more action. Like, oh, middle, okay. middle of the field, you get, yeah. you get to throw guys out on relays. And yeah. Third baseman, you don't get many relays. You're just cutting usually in yeah. the infield. Um, yeah. Short and second, you get to go out and make relay throws and you yeah. get, you have you have your hands on more baseballs and there's more plays in the middle of the field. Uh I, I don't know. There's just for me there's more more action. Not necessarily more action, but more opportunities to do things that are cool. Well now <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Yeah, oh yeah. For they, sure. They have uh there's now they're playing the shift more, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, so now you'll have the third baseman standing in right field. You know, like uh the Padres really extreme shift their third base and like Machado plays shallow right field. Tatis stays on the left side. Like, a lot of shortstops are staying at shortstop now. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Yankees, we started shifting a little bit in 2009. And I was playing third base. Jeter Cano uh, were at, at short and second. And so our shift moved me to short, Jeter on the other side, and then Cano pushed out. Mm-hmm. And uh, I could tell that Derek had never played anything but shortstop. So, like, it, he didn't get the pivot and all that stuff, which – he would have been just fine. He yeah. could have figured it out. But, yeah. like, he'd always played on the other side. So, I had played everywhere. So, I just, you know, told him and the manager, like, just let me go to the other side. You would stay at short. Yeah. Because I've done it over there. It's not a big deal. So, we ended up running the shift that way um, over there. But it's hard because I wanted to play short. But I knew that 
I had done that far more. Yeah. So it was. See if I would. There wasn't a learning curve for me there. I'd already done it. See if I would have went in the next level and played first base. And that was something. I guess that's probably why they didn't want me to play first base. I was always a dead pull hitter. Mm. Like if I hit the ball even to the left side of a second baseman, like something was wrong. <laughs> I was freaking dead pull. Like I never, well, I never could hit the ball the other way worth the crap. I never, I didn't have the patience to let the ball get that deep well, in the box. You definitely have hitting coaches that would. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, I just was, I was de- the shift would have killed me, hundred percent. We and I never yeah. played against the shift ever in my yeah. entire career. Tired of going different places to get all you want? Looking for a program that offers everything? Are you interested in training, nutrition, baseball, softball, after-school youth programs, hunting, or charity work? One Performance is an all-inclusive program that offers training, advising, instruction, and opportunity for everyone, from the beginner to the professional. With a staff compiled of some of the best in their fields, impressive backgrounds, and an unmatched passion for teaching and giving back, One Performance is the first of its kind in Arizona. With the connections and background we have in the baseball community on a local and national level, from T-ball to the major leagues, One Performance offers teams known as Arizona National BPA opportunity for instruction, gameplay, and development in every aspect of the game, both physically and mentally. The staff at One Performance Training are some of the finest in their respective fields. They strive to educate, motivate, and assist every athlete in maximizing their abilities. Whether you're looking for an opportunity for a young athlete or a seasoned professional to surround themselves with like-minded coaches, mentors, and athletes, One Performance is the family you're looking for. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Ready for an escape? Ready for an adventure? Do you want to camp, hunt, hit the dunes, or just relax on the beach? Ruly White RV is the number one toy hauler dealer in Arizona for the past five years running. With a no-pressure culture and no dealer fees, they guarantee you a great price and a great experience as you purchase your very own toy hauler or travel trailer. Ruly White is family-owned and operated and has now expanded to five locations, including Mesa, West Phoenix, North Phoenix, Flagstaff, and Idaho Falls, Idaho. Whether you're looking for a toy hauler or travel trailer, fifth wheel or bumper pole, Rolly White can get you what you're looking for. They carry all the big names, including Genesis Supreme, Vortex, Attitude, Wolfpack, Raptor, Forest River, and the newly released Wanderer by Genesis. We all want to beat the heat or just escape the craziness and get outdoors. Let Rolly White help you get there by visiting any of our locations or checking us out on Facebook, Instagram, and online at rollywhite.com. So many batting coaches now that really dialed in, I imagine, right? There are. You have to be, like, um, so you got to be careful because not everybody can go the other way. Yeah. Like, some guys it's easy for because their swing plays into that. Yeah. Other guys, like myself, for example, I was a pool hitter. Um, When I was good, I was going to left center. But if I tried to go the other way, swing mechanics change. Uh, left elbow flared, and, like, I tried to push balls over there instead of hitting them. Yeah. When I was pulling the ball the right way, if I was the ball was away or it was a little late in my swing path, I could drive it that way. So it would go on that way kind of on accident versus me trying to force it that way. Because uh, when I did that, my swing, I wasn't good enough to manipulate my swing like that. So. See, my – if I, you know, me playing when I hit, 
the probably three balls I hit to left field, I either pushed or like literally flicked out. Right. Like there was no power behind it whatsoever. It was mm-hmm. like flare into left field and it was accidental. It was never on purpose. Or I got jammed. Yeah. But like it was either to the the, the second baseman's uh it was to the second baseman's glove side or it was right at the first baseman or it was into right field. Like that's the only place I ever hit my entire life. I was I love the ball inside. I love the ball middle in. Yeah. I just that's how I hit. Which lefties, you know, in general like the ball in. Righties generally like the ball over the plate. You know? Yeah. So it was one of those things to where I don't know, I just loved that point, which I was also a really good breaking ball hitter. I loved hitting breaking balls. Like in my entire career, I remember one time it was at a, um, I don't guess it would be considered a combine. It was more of a showcase. Showcase. Yeah. Um, it was when I got, was getting recruited, um, by the, the Juco school I went to cause I thought I was getting grafted cause I'm stupid. Um, (laughs) he was there and that's the first time I ever in my entire career, there was this freaking, I can't remember what school he's from, but he had this doo-doo curveball. It was so, like, just kind of so slow. It was just a little loopy curve, and he was, like, sitting guys down. I'm like, that's the biggest doo-doo curveball I've ever seen. And I, like, like almost asked Coach, I'm like, look, let me hit against this dude. Like, and it's the only at-bat in my life. I'm like, all right, I'm about to take this dude yard. I'm about to hit this ball out of the ballpark. And I literally, and I did. It's the only time, <laughs> and it's the only time I ever told myself that the doo doo curveball. This doo doo curveball. This freaking. I just sat back and I literally let the guy get ahead of me to throw that freaking curveball, and hit it over the right field fence. Yeah. And I've like never been so happy about a freaking at bat in my life. You're like, hey, can I bat for that guy? Too? Yeah, just like I was like, how are y'all in? not hitting this doo doo a curveball? This is so terrible. Yeah, but it was just so slow. It's just like this. Just like, you could see the ball spinning coming. I'm like, wow, how can y'all not hit this? You know, it's a curveball. Yeah. Oh yeah. There was no denying. It. Like just, I guess the timing was so much slower than his fastball. It just threw people off. I don't know. Yeah, it's like threw a decent fastball. And then I guess, here but it came was the terrible. I'll never forget it. Curveballs. It was at a freaking what was that park we were at? Uh, Mercer. Mercer. Yeah, that's where I did it at. I'll never forget it. Nice. That was your college career? That was, I was a, it was a summer, yeah, it was a summer after Mm. my senior year before my freshman year of college. Nice. Mm. So you thought you were going to get drafted like before? Well, I went to JUCO thinking I would get drafted because that's what this, essentially this JUCO college sold us. It's like, look at all the guys that get drafted from here. You know, if you come here, you're going to get drafted. I'm like, like, Roger that. I'm like, yeah, I'm 18 years old. I'm left handed. I throw pretty hard. Let's do this. Yeah. And then literally got there. I weighed 215, 220 pounds, six foot three, left handed pitcher out of Dahlonega, Georgia. You know, bright eyed, bushy tail. Get there. Got there in like the middle of August. I came back the first time the second weekend of October and I weighed 187 pounds. What happened? <laughs> they ran our dicks in the <laughs> dirt. Why? I don't know. Because that's what college baseball does. Dude. Or run. did. I, I don't know that yeah, anymore. Do, well, were they, so. Were they, like, doing cross country? So, we would do, this is before CrossFit, you know, really got big. We were doing CrossFit-type workouts at, like, 6, 6.30 in the morning. We would do three to five hours of practice six days a week. Jeez. And then pitchers would run and run. Like, I was running, on average, 
three to five miles every other day at least. That's and sucks. dude, I was and I had a meal plan. I was eating like a horse and could not keep weight on. Like had no gas in the tank left. Like we'd play games. <laughs> no gas. And just like went from like eighty seven, eighty nine to like eighty five is all I had in me. Because we were just so drained. They just ran us in the ground. They didn't notice that. I don't know, man. Like I got home and like people were looking at me like thought I had cancer. Like, wrong. what is wrong with you? Like, I me, need, look at me now. Like, me, 187 pounds? Like, yeah, I that was a freaking like right now. shell of myself. <laughs> so, we dude. Just got, we just got to start running. We just don't want to do that. Dude, I don't want to run. Oh, dude, I could <laughs> run walking. like, dude, I could run like the freaking wind my freshman year of college. We ran so much. And then this is the funny thing. So, we, it was in Cochran, Georgia, the armpit of America. So, there, uh, freaking. Shout out to Cochran. Oh, man, yeah. <laughs> so, there's a, uh. There's a Dairy Queen in this town that's two miles from campus. Oof. So we would have to run to Dairy Queen, and they would tell us that day. They wouldn't tell us until it run. This is to prove that you made it all the way there, so they didn't have to monitor us. Is they say bring back a lid, bring back a napkin, bring back a spoon. Too bad he didn't have. And we would have to we'd have to run to Dairy Queen, <laughs> grab whatever that was, and bring it back so that he could prove that we ran it all. I might have an ice cream cone. What, what, what if you walked? Those freaking ladies at Dairy Queen hated our guts because we'd run in there <gasps> and just grab something and run well, out. Well, why wouldn't you uh, grab like a well, cone? Well, because why well, didn't you just like grab a bunch for next time? Well, see, but, yeah, but we didn't ever everything they had. But we didn't ever know what he was going to ask for, which I guess we could have got a little bit of everything. But we were stupid; we didn't know any better. You didn't plan this out. But I literally I you were baseball players you're like chess match. Well, I, I never cheated on a run, dude. Oh, yeah, not at, now the other guys they might have. Yeah, but like, um, they just ran to the room, grabbed whatever ran, they needed. So I couldn't get out of that place fast enough. God, I hated that place. So I went back to my hometown, played D2 for them. And I remember because they were NCAA, well, they have all these rules, how long you can practice, how much you can run. I remember the first, like, two months of practice, I'm like, Do you guys are we ever going to start practice? Like, this is it? This is it. Like, we're not doing anything. Like, we never really ran. The workouts were a joke. Like, we'd practice for, like, two hours, and I'm like, We're not allowed what to is, serve. like, this is a vacation, man. He wouldn't, he never punish, punishment ran us. He would just, like, we would no make us, beatings. he would just make us take a knee and just cuss at us for, like, two hours. Well, that's I'm usually like, pretty effective. Well, no, it wasn't. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was just, so, it was, like, it couldn't have been more you different. think he, like, had a, uh, like, maybe, like, unhappy marriage or something? Like, I for, don't know. Like, how can you just cuss people? I just, I don't get it. I don't know, but the worst punishment run I ever had was that freshman year at Middle Georgia. We uh, were playing in the hallway because there was nothing else to do, so we were playing tackle football in the hallway, and uh, we had all the mattresses off the, we had all the mattresses off the dorm room beds, and we had them like lying down the halls, and we were playing tackle football. Well, somebody threw a football, and knocked the sprinkler head out of the freshman dorms, and set off the fire alarm at like three o'clock in the morning. Well, coach, like, made us punishment run the next day for that. Longest day of my life. Really? Oh, yeah. Worst worst thing I've ever had to do in my life. And I was in the best shape of my life. Like, I would literally die if I had to do it right now. There's no way I could do it. Good old days. Yeah, dude. well, why would you want to? Yeah, no doubt. God <laughs> dang, dude, it was so miserable. There's so many better ways to maybe get in shape a little bit. <sighs> I don't know. Well, we almost killed a guy this week. I heard. Yeah, I'm having a hard time with that one. I feel really bad about it. <laughs> well, I feel bad too, like, because I felt bad. Like, I was like, I didn't think it was that 
I mean, I guess you can get it at any time. He probably had. Sounds like he had some kidney issues leading up. Well, to this. Oh, yeah. So they're saying early stage of rhabdo, right? Yeah. Is what. Yeah. So, uh, hey, there wasn't. <laughs> I don't know. Man. I shouldn't be laughing. But I am. Like, he, he, sorry, I felt, buddy. I feel bad for him. He called me. He's like, man, I just feel like a big puss. And I was like, dude, it's not your fault. Your body. You can't take. It. He was trying to drive here to work out. He didn't. This want morning. Miss, yeah, he didn't want to miss the workout. And, Detoured to the hospital. Well, his wife made him. Well, go I'm, to the I'm glad she did. Yeah, yeah. He's like, they're expecting me. <laughs> Sounds then, like y'all are throwing down on these workouts. <laughs> well, see that sign right there? Yeah. If you don't show up, you get a text from that sign. Oh, yeah. really? Successful. Yeah. Athletes that is good. I like that. Simply form the habits of doing things that unsuccessful athletes do not like to do. Yeah, no doubt. That is out of the weight room at the old Yankee Stadium. That's awesome. Yeah, they closed in 2008, and I brought that and that banner over there. Good for you. With me. Heck yeah! I saw and, uh, um, Dudley's got a giant banner from one of their shoots, like overseas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, "Please tell me you stole that." He said, "Oh, the links I went to to steal that banner." <laughs> I, said, <laughs> I did not I said, steal these. Okay. I asked for them, and they were given to oh, me. Oh no, Dudley straight up stole his. I was like, "That is That's awesome! Great. I'm so happy you stole that." that. He now we're talking about um, Jared Dudley from the L.A. Lakers. Yes. Yeah, yeah, Don he, Judley. He he, uh, Jared Dudley the. That one guy that plays, you know. Yeah, the guard or the, yeah, forward or four, small forward. Small forward. He stole that sign. But going back to that, you know, going back to baseball players being able to play other sports, I might be the worst basketball player that's ever lived. Worst basketball player. Basketball Coming player. out of baseball. Yeah. Caleb yeah, Copeland. I'm not the guy. I don't know. I, I don't know if Ryer could be People used good. to ask me if I play because I'm, you know, relatively tall. And I'm like, no, I don't play what, basketball. Let's have a. A Copeland creative basketball team, YMCA no. team. He might have two no. more guys in the hospital. We can no. <laughs> I'm I'm good for like church league softball where like it doesn't really matter because every at bat I'm going to try and hit that ball as far as I possibly can you hit should. it. And then when it comes to fielding, like I'm sidestepping every ball that comes to me, You're and like, I'm not eh. going to be serious about it. And I don't care if we win. That's funny too because I don't care either. Like <laughs> play like co-ed team. I'm like, yeah. You want to bench me? Okay. Yeah. Somebody, cool, yeah. Well, I got asked to play uh, men's league a couple years ago, and I get there, and like these guys are like painting their faces and getting like <laughs> freaking. I'm like, what is going on? I'm like, this is men's league softball. Like, y'all need to get a life, man. How about you, Cody? You ever been asked to play softball league? Mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot. And I'm, what do you go uh-uh. play? Uh-uh. Dude, you should. I have a switch that I can't turn off. I told you. <laughs> With the, the winning switch? Yeah. Yeah, the I problem would, is you're yeah. gonna go play with these people and they're you're gonna piss them all off. They're gonna like. Well, fight that's you why I say no. Yeah. Like these guys take it so serious. Oh, dude, I, I think they it's try so to get f- me to go play men's league baseball all the time. That's the last thing I want to do. Yeah. Because I, I will not not play at one whatever my 100 percent is. Well, well are, are we're D- at the tack and Dudley talked trash. And you came and got your bow. You're like, oh, well, no. I was about. So what I was about <laughs> to. Well I was so what I was about to ask you. What now, when you played, did you have a little chirp in you? I still do. Okay, yeah, good. Do. Today, yeah. Well, that's like, what you're supposed <laughs> to play, right? Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. It's Cleats what I have. Eye. So yeah. my be- I mean, I'm not going to play easy. So, so my best friend has our, was our third baseman, Andre Erich, and he's the guy that you want on your team because you want to kill him if he's on the other team. Yes. He's that guy that never shut up. All you know, the time. That's a, people don't understand baseball, like, it can get pretty gnarly. Oh, dude. The and one like, thing that never happened, 
I we I cleared the benches five or six times in my career. You cleared him? No, 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 I didn't. We cleared the bench like never got in a good fight, but cleared the benches like five or six times over my career, but never no punches were ever thrown. That's one draw. Like I know this isn't he good for to, oh yeah, this ninety eight percent of all baseball I'm, fights. Oh, I know, I know. Well, that's my thing. Is I'll like, go I'll, ahead and push and pull and. And then, Someone's oh and yeah, then it was. First. There was a lot of trash talking. I know that's not good for kids listening. Sorry, kids, you don't want everyone to fight. But that's like one of my bucket list things. Is I always wanted to have a bench clearing brawl, and it never happened. Like full brawl, full brawl, yeah, full like on. Like Pedro Martinez, oh, 100%. going after the no, the Yankees coach went after yeah. Pedro, the little short well, guy. That Don had. Zimmer was like oh, eighty five yeah. when that happened. That was a yeah. bad situation. Oh, dude, yeah, that was. We had a couple good Giants, Giants Dodgers. We had a couple good ones. Oh, that's um, got to be. And good. then. We had, well, when I was at the Padres, uh, Padres Dodgers, when uh, Grinky, Grinky and Quentin, uh, Carlos Quentin, that yeah. one where Grinky broke his collarbone. Oops. There was, Oops. Uh, <laughs> we had a couple good ones in there. See, I never, we the closest we ever got was in a summer league game. And it was like this is a one wrong, yeah, <laughs> one wrong, one wrong word said. It was about to happen. Like it was boiling over. I'm sitting there like, yeah, here we go. And it never, it never. Do, did do you believe like should have said that word? Oh, I know, I should have. Do you ever get called in just to bean somebody and then go back uh, and sit I, down? I never got called in just to hit somebody. I only got asked to hit somebody probably once or twice. I think I hit a couple people on purpose. Well, you, yeah. I, do you, Cody? Do you think we should bring that back in the baseball game? Do you oh, here you don't think that's in the game now? Yeah. Well, like they're trying to regulate <laughs> well, it, right? Like, you get thrown yeah. out. I'm like, come on, guys. Like, let's get. Do you back. think they're trying to? Do you think they're trying to desensitize the game a little bit? Yes, for sure. Yeah. Well, I don't know about desensitize. They're trying to really. I think both sides are doing it. Um, well, like if you there's so flip, much right? here's there's so much money in the game right now. Oh yeah. That they can't. Owners are really against it, and like they don't just don't want people jeopardizing careers, like right? breaking. Well, we have the new slide rule, you know, the posy rule at home plate. Like you oh. have, you can't do that. I mean, oh. because they lost, you know, Posey. basically one of the game's best catchers for Which quite a while. That was kind a short, of changes. Was career. a shortstop before he was a catcher. He was, yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, coming up, we had to learn how to get it out of the way in the middle of the diamond. Mm-hmm. Like, you had to be able to move or you mm-hmm. were getting smoked and guys were coming in trying to oh, put you in the left field. Yes. yes. Can't do that anymore, you yeah, know? No. So, like, it's around the base is easy for me now. Well, like, it's well, it's simple. Like, stand there. They yeah, can't do anything. So, what's – so, but I th- what do you think, think that takes think? away – do you think that takes away from the game? I personally do. I mean, yeah, I, do too. I think there's a limit. Like, you look back in, like, the 80s. Uh, they would run, like, to the short. Yeah, like, you look at, like, the Reds. Uh, what was it, Reds and Yankees, I think, when, like, I can't remember who hit him, But, like, I mean, we got guys flying into left field, standing up, just mm-hmm. straight football checking them, you know, mm-hmm. like, into the outfield. <laughs> slide. Yeah. You know, for me, if you can slide and take somebody out, cool. Yeah. In the base path, right? As long as you could, it used to be as long as you could reach the base. Yeah, I agree. Right, so yeah. I could go seven feet out there as if I can reach the base. Right, cool. As a shortstop, I know that I have to be able to be an athlete and get up out of the way and move. Yeah, you can't do. You have to go into the bag now. One of my favorite. So one of, one of my favorite picture pictures, and I, I'd have to go find it, is somebody taking out Jeff Blauser as he's throwing. Mm-hmm. Over somebody sliding into second base, yeah, yeah. and like he's almost like full vertical, like letting go of the ball. 
Yeah. That's one of my favorite pictures because I just, I mean, and that's that's pure baseball. Yeah. You know? That's somebody trying to break up the double play. Yeah. He still gets the throw off, but he still gets taken out. That's, I mean, that's part of the game. Right. You, you the, I mean, the one logo, or my logo for the one performance thing, yeah. I don't have any of it on, but is the the guy inside is me turning a double play. Yeah. Like, it's actually a picture of me turning a double play that's yeah. just haloed, you know what I mean? That's but awesome. It's, like that's where our logo all came from. But see, I mean, I, I mean, I, I understand the whole posy thing. I do, but at the same time, like you we're, should be able to run over the catcher. Yeah, you. But you start. It's it's just like the day that day and age we live in. It's like you you start taking little bits away. And it's like, well, it's just this. Well, football, well then it's man. just this. Yeah. Well, I'm talking about in life. Like even yeah. like you talk about even whether you believe in masks or don't believe in masks. It's like, well, that's a small sacrifice. To wear a mask, okay. Well, now, then where does it go? Yeah. It's like now you got okay. Well, now you need to wear a face shield too, okay. Okay. Well, now you need to stay six feet away from anybody, okay. Well, now you don't need a gun that holds that many rounds. Well, you don't need one that holds that many rounds. You don't need that many guns. Well, it's just a small sacrifice. It's one little thing, and then you keep chipping away at rights. You keep chipping away at the game, and then what do you have left? You know, if you keep Given little bits and little bits and little bits, that ends up being a big thing eventually. Yeah. You know? Yeah, people are going to continue to take as much as they can. Oh, yeah. As much as you like. And when, if they take and it. And that's everything. And if they take it, they're never going to give it back. Yeah, the, this Somebody told me, it's like, once the government takes, they never give it back. Never give it back. Well, it's, I mean, it's the same thing with owners with baseball. Like, yeah. we're, we're, you know, as a players' union, we're very kind of, uh, you know, hesitant about giving stuff back, but. Yeah, it was it was from that picture. Yeah, that's oh, awesome. The uh, crop down, but there was a guy like you know over here, but you can see like he's reaching and yeah, trying to take you out. Yeah, yeah. but like when you were at first base, you knew like hey, if it's on the ground, you gotta take, you gotta break up the double play. Yeah, yeah. Well, you also knew at first base if you didn't get your butt out of the line, you're about to get ran over too. You know, yeah. same thing. Mm-hmm. Shortstop, get out of the way, you're about to get run over. Catcher, if if I don't have you know if I'm up the line, I'm about to get run over. That's that's you you understand that as that position. You know, yeah. Um, and it's a high. I mean, the big leagues. That's the highest stakes. You're also supposed to be the best at what you do. So it's you definitely not get out. Of the yeah, line. and there's a lot of money. And there's yeah, there's a crap ton of money in the game. But there's also a crap ton of money in the people that came to watch that game mm-hmm. that are expecting those things to happen. Yeah, you know that's so half one of the arguments being, yeah. I heard was that that people don't want to see the superstars hurt. Yeah, and that's kind of why they're doing it. Like they they come to watch those players, so they yeah. can't be out because of something like that. But and for me, I like yeah, it's part of the game. It's, yeah, it's the game that I knew growing yeah. up. It's the game that I watched growing up. Oh it's yeah, the one I played for the majority of my yeah. career. So um, I don't well, know. I, remember, I thought that all was all part of it. Well, who was it that was always known as like a really? Is it Ty Cobb? Ty Cobb. Yeah, Ty well, he Cobb. He was just dirty. Though. Yeah, he was just dirty. He was a little overboard, right? Yeah, yeah but see, I sharpen mean, sharpen his cleats and yes, yes. But that's yes. but that's a that's a man's game, baby. I like that. Like that's yeah. I think that's what they that that fixes Bring football. It. Take their helmets off, dude. Take hey, you their helmets fixed, off. Take their helmets off, dude. They'll learn how to freaking tackle. They'll get their heads out of the way. <laughs> so yeah. maybe they won't. Yeah, maybe they won't. Uh, we'll have a, I don't know about that one. Take their helmets off, man. That's the whole reason you can watch a hockey game. Just watch people get in a fight. They take the helmets off. Yeah. I told this one. I knew a guy that played hockey. He was missing his front teeth. I'm yeah. like, dude, wear a freaking like, uh, mask. He's like, no. No. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. That's what I girls wear. Well, look at rugby. They don't wear helmets. Those yeah. Those guys are monsters, man. That's what I'm saying. Take their freaking helmets off. They probably have off. even worse concussions than regular yeah, football. Those guys. Right, they sit there and bang foreheads against each other. Yeah, and man. 
and then kill some Foster's beer after the game. Kill some Foster's beer. Yes. <laughs> Those guys are monsters. They are, uh, dude. Freaking yeah, man yeah, bear those. pigs, dude. I've never seen like seen a rugby player. I don't understand how to play. You've never rugby. seen them. I've never seen one in like real life. Maybe there's I a uh, there's a they're Greek gods, man. It's like a Netflix uh, special about the All Blacks. Yeah, New Zealand All, All Blacks. Blacks. Oh, Have you yeah. check that out. No, I want to watch it's it. It's pretty sweet, dude. I want to yeah, watch it's it. It's like a net. I think like seven episodes. Well, or so. like, I think it's Netflix. I have no idea how the game of rugby is played. No idea how the game of lacrosse is played. I didn't know it was positions in soccer until I was in high school. Yeah, they, I thought they just ran around, kicked the ball in the net. <laughs> Why is that guy back there? Why didn't he go up by the goal? Yeah, it's like offsides. Yeah, like it. Yeah, you have to like stay in your lane. Like I said, if it wasn't baseball or hunting, I really didn't pay it any, any attention. Baseball, yeah, I know. There's three sports I like to play, but one sport I was outgrown. Basketball. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Never was, yeah. I'm, I don't understand why they That's jump That's what's great football. about baseball is, like, you don't have to be a monster. Yeah. Freaking, look at Pedroia, one of the best that's ever played that position. Yeah. Well, is he 5'5"? Five, five? No, he's probably about 5. If you ask him, he's tall. He's probably about 5'9". Oh, uh, really? Yeah. He's, he's he, not a he looks even smaller than that. Yeah. Well, compared to everybody he's playing next to. Yeah. He has knee replacement. But, like. He just retired. Yeah. You put kind of sad, the heart of that guy That's in right. that game, dude. I loved watching Troy yeah. play. Holy crap, he was good. Mm-hmm. I love all this baseball talk. Makes me happy. I know we have All or Nothing's the name of the All Blacks thing. All or, no- all or Amazon. Nothing. We watched oh, it on Amazon. Amazon. It's all on Amazon? Okay. It's like the Cardinals All or Nothing. Yeah. Uh, this one's New Zealand All Blacks, All or Nothing. Yeah, Amazon I want to watch. Prime. Netflix, I'm- I take that back. Amazon Prime. <laughs> Amazon Prime, All or Nothing. Yeah, I want to watch that. It's we good. Have talked it's really good. Zero. I like it business with this guy or hunting or <laughs> well, anything i saw him divert the conversation away just, from it so he just like we went with it diversion <laughs> it's okay well we gotta make just, the guests happy you know what i mean well we're just gonna have to have him on again well we can always do that yeah. who have who on again you oh why? we didn't even get to talk about your business oh okay like, that's fine well we'll have to do it again are we done oh i don't even know where to go from here oh well we're at an hour you believe it's been that? an hour already Hour 15 almost. Man, we're Can't talking about baseball. Fl- time flies. Yeah, exactly. That's cool. I I love I personally love talking about baseball. I do too. I ain't got I, I can't tell you the last baseball conversation I had. You know who was the saddest about me not playing baseball anymore? Your Wasn't dad. me. No. Mom. My mom. Yeah. My mom did not miss a single baseball game I played my entire life. She lived, eat, slept and breathed. Watching me play baseball. I, I know. I th- when I told my parents I wasn't playing anymore, I think they were more disappointed. Than I was. I don't think my mom's watched the game since. She can't. She can't bring herself to watch a baseball game. Really? Mm-hmm. Maybe. Maybe Sims. Oh yeah, she'll be there with bells on for my for Simsy. How? Here's a question for Cody. Since you have a son that's pretty good at baseball, what's it like? Like being a parent. I mean, you're coaching him, obviously, but like. Oh, uh, I actually didn't coach him last weekend. Really? Mm-mm. How was it? Just sitting there. It was stands? awesome. I love it. I love not coaching him. And Are I don't mean that to be like, I, I would prefer, I will coach him like all the practice he wants. And yeah. in the games, I want to sit in the stands or down the line and just be a dad. Yeah. What are you a like yelling at him, parent in the stands? Or do you just sit from back? the stands? Yeah. I won't say a word. See, I'm, I'm on like the that. field. I will coach. Yeah. Just like I would coach everybody else. But are you? And I don't want to do that. Like, I would rather him enjoy the game, and I would rather me sit in the stands and let him play. And do you get and nervous? And just have fun. I get more nervous for my kids playing anything that they do than I ever did playing a game. <laughs> oh, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. I do. Then I, like, 
Then opening day in the big <laughs> leagues, I get more nervous watching my kids play. What about game. enjoyment? Do I enjoy him playing? Like, do you do you get just as, as much enjoyment as him playing as you did? Um, I think so. when they, I think when he plays like with passion, like yeah. whatever it is, whether it's football or basketball or or this or my daughter playing volleyball, and they play like hard, and I get to see them like compete. Yeah, like I like that more than when I played. I love cool. to watch them compete. Well, see, I think that's – and that maybe is what Simsy hasn't gotten yet. Well, he's it, four. Well, th- but, I, but I think there's a reason for it. So, my little boy is one of seven grandkids. And up until a year ago, he was the only boy. Mm. It was six girls. Or five. That's a lot of – Five that's girls. That's a lot of females. Well, he's just now got his first boy cousin, but he's a little over one. So – he can't he has, quite beat up. He on doesn't him. have anybody his age to play with, yeah. and he's never really had any kind of competition. So, because I, I mean, that's the whole reason that it's even in business to tie it back into business. You know, like you talk, we were talking about working out. You know, uh, the reason I enjoyed working out and running is I had teammates that I could beat, mm-hmm. and I was competing against, and I had a a purpose. And playing the game, you're competing. You want to win. He's never had that. Same thing in business for me is like I try and work as hard as I do because I know there's other people out there competing for the work that I'm doing. Yeah. Because I could throw a rock in my hometown and hit 15 people that kill to do what I do. Yeah. But if I don't work and compete and compete against myself and people that are in the same space as I am to do better, you know, in every aspect of what I do, then – I don't have work anymore. Well, that's why I do it is because it's a competition. And I think that might be part of what he's missing is he doesn't have, it's not that he doesn't have the competitive spirit. He's just never had anything to compete against or, you know, something to compete for because he's the only little boy. He's on an island by himself. You're going to be disappointed in that T-ball team. If you're hoping for competition. Oh, well, no, 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 no. I'm not, but I, I want him to – I don't even think he understands what competition is. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. He doesn't – he hasn't even really – like, he hasn't had a fire for something like yeah, that yet. He hasn't experienced it yet. Yeah. Like, the most competition he's ever had is like, hey, I'll race you back to your bedroom to put you to bed. Like, that's about all the competition he's had. Yeah. You better never let him win. Yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I got Taryn for that, dude. Taryn is – my wife is – so competitive. She doesn't let the kids win at anything. I can see that. Good. She won't she, let you win either. No. She, she's racing them on these little, like, electric carts we have, like uh-huh. go-kart things. Those things are legit. And just smoking and them. She's, she won't let the kids even. I love it. So I can be the, like, good, like, nice. Good job, Taryn. <laughs> like, they're playing, like, some kids' card game, and she's, like, just She's crushing, crushing them. Crushing oh, their souls. No mercy. Hey, I'm like, yeah. I love hey, it. maybe you could ease up on no, no queens. And she's Barium. like, here's the thing. He's like, I'm really good. She says to me, I'm really good at it. I'm really good at this. <laughs> I'm like, this is Sparta. Dude. Just bury him. Make him get better. That's yeah. awesome. That is so funny. She buries I don't me. see that part of Taryn. Oh, I can she's see super that for sure. Really? Yeah, so competitive. You that is the, awesome. You, have you seen the cover of the hunting journal? Oh, yeah. I did see you that. You can't see that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There you go. Her uh, her brother, that's how her and her brother were. It's always like. Speaking of, she's got to sign and copy that for me. I need to take one of those home. Oh, cool. Yeah. Like, I, brought, I know that I shit. sent you one, right? <laughs> no. I sent 
No. You have one? I have one. Yeah, I thought I, I thought I gave you one. I need a signed copy. Yeah, you should ever <laughs> sign it. I might, I might go f- take it up to him. We should make, make her feel awkward. Were you seen my magazine? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, my wife's the same way, like, because she had two brothers growing up, you know. Uh, and yeah. It was the same way. Like, she's, our kids had no chance when they were younger. Yeah. yeah. Their ass at everything. See, I don't know, man. That's that's what, and that kind of almost just dawned on me is he's never had that competitive, you know, not the competitive spirit, but somebody to compete against. His is old because Tess is a couple of years older than him. And she's a girly girl. Like, she's not going to go out there and throw a baseball or, like, you know. No, they were painting their yeah, nails. When we yeah. Left. So, <laughs> I mean, the, if I'm looking for that to be his competition, and, you know, I don't know. It, it's just frustrating that, because when I was four, like, as soon as I ever held a, you know, a, a, a baseball, like, I want to do this. And it came very naturally to me. Like it's not coming as naturally. And may, maybe I haven't given him enough shot or I haven't worked with him enough, and that could be on me. But I don't feel like it's coming as naturally, and he doesn't have the desire to do it like I did. He's, you know, everybody he's catches still little, desire but, yeah. at different points. Right? But, yeah, you got to think about the, the things that are available to them now that we didn't have as kids oh, that, God, that take all. Like we had nothing else to do other than that, yeah. right? So now like, it's like what'd you there do are after so school? many other things. After school, you played some kind of sport usually yeah. until the sun went down, and then yeah. it was like you had to go inside. Yeah, and now it's you're lucky to get them outside. Yeah, I mean yeah. that's got five hundred things. Well, to heck, do. most parents don't even want their kids outside. It's too hot. Stay in. Well, that's the reason I want to eventually sell our house and go somewhere else because we don't really even have a good yard for them to play in. Like we don't even have a conducive area for shooting a bow, for throwing a ball, for riding a bike. Like it's it's just not conducive to those things or riding a four-wheeler like I did when I was growing up. Yeah. And I want them to have those things. So, I mean, essentially that means we have to move What's because our house sucks for it. Your profession is that you don't have to be somewhere. You could be – it actually be better for you to be centrally located. Oh, God, dude. Don't get me started on that. But, you know, <laughs> like that's the nice thing. If you wanted to relocate, it wouldn't be – like crazy, you would if have could, to bring your minions with you. If I could talk my mother and dad into moving, because that's the reason why you don't move, is because my mother would kill me for taking her grandkids away. Well, like I move tomorrow. Travel too. Yeah, right. They don't. They got to get my mom to retire, and then move, and then we can just deuces. We're out. Deuce. <laughs> Audi five thousand. We're gone. You're out. Going to Oklahoma, then, Missouri, hey, somewhere. A, maybe this guy right here might want to be partners on. Dude, I'm on ready to property. You tell me when. Oh, I'm what? ready. Your property. Yeah, I heard you. I, just, I heard you. I, I did. That was See, my I hand that went even, up. I haven't even asked him. This yet. is my hand hey, right here. Hey, this, this guy. It's up. I haven't even asked him. He's no. like, I'm in. Yeah. I'm in. He's like, I heard, I heard Deer Property. I'm we got to go HQ first, right? Yeah. HQ headquarters. Yeah. There we go. We're doing yeah. HQ here. Yeah, we're going to do HQ here. Maybe. Hopefully. God, I hope so. Yeah, we need HQ. Well, I, I'm going to do the other one no matter what. Yeah, he's like, doing I might his, put an offer in next week. You're, you're going to buy it? I don't know what's going to happen. Well, who knows? He's going to do something. He's uh, It's a mystery. I'm yeah, going to sell this place. This house or this room? This place. This oh, property. It's a cool. This is a freaking nice setup. Yeah. I love it, but. Don't love it enough not to sell it? If exactly. there's ever a time to sell it, right now is the time to do it. Especially right in this area, like in this little dude, square mile that we're in. Dude, four years we've been in our house, we could double our money. 
That's amazing. Double our the freaking only money. Bad part about uh, that is then you so have to buy it. again. Right? Yeah, then you got to go somewhere, and we don't have anywhere to go. If I had a rental you house, you could kick Clay or, out. I uh, know I could kick Clay out. Clay out of your parents. I got home. a tent. He could sleep in a tent. There you go. Clay Blade. You can I sleep know in a, a guy. Tent. Yeah. They could probably get you some kind of toy hauler. I know. Yeah. Well, he already told me that, and I, I just don't think I would be married after a year. Or You're right. You would not. Yeah, I don't know. You might not be worried Your after parents, a week. <laughs> she's not. She doesn't seem like a trailer girl. The first time she had to go <laughs> do laundry and have to leave and do laundry to somewhere. Do laundry? Oh yeah, it'd be a bad day. You can bad put a washer. You probably custom a washer and dryer in one. Yeah, just saying. Definitely get a washer dryer in one. <laughs> they come. They actually have a washer dryer specifically for RVs that is like all in one package. Washer dryer. You hear that, one. Nicole? You're welcome. Yeah. You're welcome. There you go. Does he get commission on the sale of this? Yeah. I don't know how you can get I'm not making any money on it. It's like, what are you talking about? I'm not doing Both anything. I'm not making any money. Both of you what? Yeah, well, you get yours too. I, I'm going to get mine. Yeah. You, you actually house, told me to wait. I did tell you to wait. So I've been waiting. There's going to be some cool stuff. <laughs> this is me patiently waiting. <laughs> patiently I'm, I'm waiting, waiting, but hey, I could really use one. Yeah. You know those hunts I went on that yeah. I was driving two hours a day back yeah. in each direction? That sucked. Yeah, it did. It's yeah. okay. We're taking, we're doing Sucker that. Sucker got we're away, too. Killing kill all, Dad. You're yeah. bringing the trailer out there, aren't you? Yeah. Very good. He um he was on a stock this weekend. Where at? We're doing for what? Deer? Right here. Right yeah. There. He's Over close, the counter deer. Man. I got to. Coos deer. Yeah, coos. I oh, got I got to uh, f- what forty six yards. Yeah, closed on it from nine hundred and something. Dang. Yeah, and uh, didn't have a sh- like he was bedded, bedded behind a cactus. Oh and, like, man, wind swirled and that's when you need one of those Rambo exploding arrows. If I had one of those, <laughs> it was night night. <laughs> night night. I mean, yeah. I I had shots at like one hundred fifty two hundred yards all day at this thing. Shot well, at not a with a bow, yeah, but like yeah, with yeah. a gun. Like oh uh, yeah, I. I they had no clue I was sitting there, forty-five yards. Dang, from that's me. something to say. You want accused here too? I got, yeah. I got video of it too. My buddy was shooting pretty good through one. My or? not great, but for a freaking coos deer with a bow, it would been. Awesome. Would have been a good deer. Heck yeah! Oh, he was. He's. Oh, deer. was the deer good? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. He's. Yeah, it was a good deer. Dang. It was a good. I've buck. never done a coos deer. It hunt. was a good mature buck. Wow. Oh. Is it? It would have been, and then for a bow, it would have been. He like texted me a pick. I'm like, yeah, that's a good buck. Dang, I've never I've never done a coos deer. Coos deer is cool. Let me see this. So heck yeah. Um, but Caleb Cope. So he has a website. What's your website? Uh, well, we got RedneckTechPodcast.com and then um, Copeland-Creative.com, and then it's at RedneckTechPodcast and at Cope Creative. C O P E Creative. Cope Creative. That's Instagrams. Yeah. And Redneck Tech Podcast is just about outdoor content creation, which we talked virtually none about, which I'm cool with. Um, so, But that's why we need to have you back on so we can't yeah. talk about yeah. it. Yeah, we didn't talk about anything. We spent an hour and a half talking about baseball. And and we could spend many, many more hours talking Dude. about baseball. I just the last it. time you talked about baseball was probably at the TAC. That's a, with you, yeah. With me in, where were we? And, Utah. And Sun bef- Valley? Sun Valley? That, that was in... Ogden. No. Ogden. Ogden. Yeah, what's the name of the place up there? Oh, um. I don't, I don't remember. Did I, I drop the ball on this one? No, it was not called Sun Valley. It's called uh, Snow Basin. Snow, Snow Basin, Basin. yeah. Yes. But, but, Sorry, but, but, Snow Basin. But before we talked about baseball on that trip, 
it had probably been five to eight years before since I'd really talked about baseball. I don't remember you talking about baseball at Cody up there. We did. We, we sat well, the trailer a little bit. I might have been sleeping. We probably talked for, what, 15, yeah, 20 15 minutes maybe? Yeah, 15 20 minutes. I still... It was a little bit busy. He had just, to go. It was just enough to get me like go really going, and then, and then we had to leave again. Yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah. He, had, he had to go follow someone around. I'd love to just like, like hear some of his stories. Yeah, and then just kind of almost reminisce because, like, I think about I think about back on baseball. Like, not to go back down a rabbit hole or talk anymore, but just thinking about the game. Like to me, and it, it's just like hunting. It's it wasn't as much about the game, but it's the people that I met. Yeah. It's the things that I learned. It's the things that happened off the field with those people that impacted me more than being on the field playing the game. Yeah. Um, and that's the same with hunting. The people that I've met, the opportunities that I've had, the places I've seen, the things that I've learned, like those so much outweigh any stat or statistic or hit or pitch that I ever made or you know that because I don't remember like the specific games or things that happen as much as I do except for the doo-doo curveball yeah yeah the doo-doo curveball yeah (laughs) Yeah. you know there's a couple situations I remember like that but like the practices and the and rolling over that yeah yeah rolling over that yeah but that wasn't in the game that's like outside the game (laughs) that's That's the kind of stuff that I remember like all the games we used to play in the dugout when I was in you know was when I was a relief pitcher and stupid things we used to do in the dorm rooms and you know, all you know, you name it, man. Just and all of those things happened because of baseball. Same yeah. thing now with what I get to do. Like these stories I get to tell are because of hunting. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a, like hunting has its own like kind of subculture cult. Baseball's always got its own subculture cult type feel. You know, it's got its like group of people like baseball players. No other baseball players. Yeah. Like, you know, you played baseball. Like, you can, you know, a guy that played baseball at a high level can look at another guy that played baseball at a high level and narrow his position down to one or two places. Like, you were a catcher. You were probably, you know, or you were an outfielder. You were a middle infielder. You know, that, you know, they just, they have this look, this feel. Like, a lot of guys can tell you, you know, guys in their prime or guys that are playing baseball, they they can tell an athlete just by the way he walks, just by the way he carries himself. You know, and that's, Something that and, and you have to play a game a lot to start knowing that. Then you know you getting to hunting, you can tell just by how somebody shoots their bow whether they're a proficient archer or not. Yeah. Just how they hold themselves, just how they carry themselves, and it's uh, it's both of them are and, and it's so beautiful to see both of them. A guy, a guy swing, you watch a JD Drew swing, you watch a a John Dudley shoot a bow. Like those are just. Very that few things like past. that. J.D. Drew. J.D. Drew, yeah. man. Yeah. That was a blast from the past. J.D. Drew, Ken Griffey. I just, I'm a lefty. I like watching lefties swing oh, the bat. So you got all the oh, lefties lined up. You can't compare J.D. Drew and Ken Griffey in the yeah. same No, well, I know. I know. Yeah, it's I like can't. First okay. they're, they're pretty, they're pretty, 99% pretty left-handed swings, man. He did have a good and swing. And J.D. Drew had a Wait. farm down in Georgia down yeah, where I used he to had a, He only played eight years in the bigs. J.D. did? JD, I think. You're talking about Steven or JD? One of them. I forgot. Like, I looked up the stats. I was like, oh, he only played eight years. That sucks. <laughs> only eight. Only eight. Well, I don't <laughs> think he played the minors. One of them didn't. What did? Uh, I, I might need to ask it. you this off the record. This will be a good question off the record. I got a question I got to ask you in a minute. Okay. Probably don't okay. want to put it on the podcast. Well, 
Thanks, y'all, for listening. Appreciate you. Appreciate you guys. Check Thanks, out Caleb. Caleb's website and give him a Stuff. follow. Heck, yeah. I want to talk about – can we do two more podcasts, one more baseball one, then we, we can, can do a hundred? We can we do, do as many as you want. Yeah. Okay, we can good. do a two-parter. Two-part. This is part one of three. Part one of Unlimited. Part one of – We're going to have to do one on, where we're on a hunt. Yeah. Talking yeah. about baseball. Let's do that. How about I like, that? I like that. Well, like, we go on a hunt and then we talk about baseball. I'm good well, with we that. could go to. You could come on the odd ad hunt. When is it? 16th through the 19th of when? Oh, April. This, April. No. I was about to say that's right in the middle of baseball <laughs> season. Uh, minor league season starting April. 1st. And uh, that's also in the middle the, of turkey season too. But we're not going to talk about that. All right, guys. The union rejected the delay, so it's supposed to start on time. We just got, oops just got notice. That's good. That's good. 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 It's a good thing. Baseball season starting on time, guys. Yes. Full so season. everyone needs to go to school. Email. Yes. Season start on time after union rejects delay. Everyone be safe out there. Thanks for joining. We'll talk to you later. Okay. Later. Peace. Later.